1: Light the tower coming away from Big 12 football media days in Arlington. The final ever Big 12 football media days that the Texas Longhorns and the uh, Oklahoma Sooners will be a part of. Oklahoma's not here today. They will be uh, represented tomorrow. There's Pistol Pete, yeah.
2: Does he not look like Wendell Barnett? He does, now that I'm looking at it, yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's kind of like kind of reminds me. Remember the creepy Burger King mascot? It's kind of what. Pistol yeah, P the reminds, king. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Pistol Pete showing up at your window holding a omelet sandwich, but
1: instead of an omelet sandwich, he has actual guns.
2: Yeah, we don't need any of that. Yeah,
1: so there's there's that happening there. So, uh, but anyway, we're uh, we're here inside of AT and T Stadium in Arlington. Uh, if you missed the first hour of the program. You can listen to it certainly if uh, you know uh, on our podcast page at hornfm.com if you want to hear conversations with, in this order, Steve Sarkeesian, Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, and Jordan Whittington. All of them joined us in our number, and Dave Aranda, head coach of the Baylor Bears. So that was all in the first hour of the program. Now, uh, Jalen Ford is here, the preseason Big 12 defensive player of the year, and Jade Barron
2: are both here, but both – at the moment, where did you say they were right now? They are Texas. It's 11 o'clock. Yeah. So they're doing Fox Social, whatever that is, Okay. and BYU TV.
1: Okay. So if if they are done with that uh, and get back out here, we'll have them on. Uh, if not, then maybe they'll be on with Chad and say. It, 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 it.
2: I'm going to guess, Craig, it's probably going to be close to the end of the show yeah. because players' lunch starts at 1145.
1: Oh, yeah. We'll see. There so, you go. So probably
2: it, the end of our show early in Chad's yeah. day is probably when you're going to get more yeah. players. So
1: we'll see if, if that happens. Um, the way that this deal is, like I said, I've been to every Big 12 media days except two. Uh, I think the second year I was on a vacation and last year I was getting married, so I it wasn't going to make last year's. But um, I, I've been to all the other ones and they're all run pretty similar. There've been some uh, some differences over the years as the membership number has changed and the venue has changed. They used to they used to have it, Jeff, every year, and lately this makes sense because it does match at in the city of the Big Twelve football championship. Yep. and that's the case here in Arlington. Uh, but it was it was in St. Louis. It was in the very first one was in Dallas, and and then. Uh, and then going into '97, it was in St. Louis uh, because the uh, Big 12 Championship game, the A&M Nebraska one, the whatever 54 to 15, a lot to not enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was in St. Louis as well. Mm-hmm. So it, that was the one I think that I missed there. I
2: thought that one was in San Antonio because I thought uh, I thought a and K State was in St. Louis. Or was it back to back years in St. Louis?
1: It, it, they, early on, it was back to back. Okay, years. so uh, so uh, so there was that. And then, additionally, um, you know, it was in Kansas City. Kansas City.
2: I've been – I was at one. It was that 06, I think, in yep. Kansas City. And then here. it was there
1: like in 13, I want to say, um, or 12 or, or 09 or something. I don't know. It was in there. One. I
2: did one – also, uh, probably 08. 08, the big 08. pro championship game That's was it. in Kansas City. Uh, it's been in San Antonio. I know that. And yep, I went to one in Houston yep. in the 05 season when Texas – That's exactly right. Fired Gary Barnett. Yep. And, and – uh, what was then Reliance Stadium?
1: Yep, yep. So that, so uh, and 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 then, but over the past few years, uh, there was the the one year we were uh, at uh, the Star in Frisco. Oh, and I, I of all the it. setups
2: we've had, I liked that one the best. I
1: did too. I thought. I mean, put it this way: they don't lack for space here. That's not an issue. Clearly, that's the biggest selling point. Otherwise, you're in a gigantic, <laughs> you know, football stadium. And maybe I'm a little jaded because. I call a lot of games in here, you know. And I,
2: and I can stare at the side of the Ring of Honor that's got the great Cowboys of my youth.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. on this player. side of it with Darren Woodson, Charles Haley, Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and Larry Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm working out of the network TV booth for the high school state championships, I'm looking at a mixture of it, like, uh, but it's mainly old school ones, starting from the far left and Rayfield right, Cliff Harris, Bob Hayes, Randy White, the original four – uh well after mel renfro then the original four chuck halley don meredith bob lilly and don perkins they were the original four roger staubach leroy jordan tom landry tony dorsett tech shram drew pearson gil brandt there's one noticeable name at least one noticeable name missing
2: he gets on there at some point right uh you know look right talking about
1: tony romo right Put him right next to larry allen uh Jimmy Johnson is going to be in it one day because Jerry Jones has said that, but he's like, he'll get in someday when I'm ready, or something like that is the the way he put it. Uh, Maybe... He's dead? Well, I mean, he's 80 now, so I don't know if he'd be incapacitated or incapable of making that decision or whatever, and Steven would make the call, but, but I think Jimmy will wind up there, and he should. He should be in it.
2: I can't speak the unspeakable things I would think of doing if Tony Romo were to somehow get into the Ring of Honor. He
1: might, Jimmy. you know, he might because Jerry loved him some Romo.
2: Wow, well, you know, Romo was a miracle.
1: He was according so, to Jerry, according
2: to Jerry about a bottle of Johnny Walker into the night.
1: Yeah, we need that. That's my quarterback sounder the play right now. Yeah, yeah, that would do, I yeah. do. I
2: like. See, I like Romo as a miracle better. Romo was a miracle. Romo was a miracle.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, anyway, what other Cowboys should be up there?
2: Hmm. Oh, you got Woody. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah. Daryl Johnston probably, okay. if I'm thinking of one. Okay. Makes sense. Um, I don't know. You know, you've got Larry Allen up there. Let me give you two tight ends. Jay Novacek. Should Jay
1: Novacek, be. I think, should be. Billy Joe Depree, some have made the case for
2: Jason Witten will be up there at some
1: point. Jason Witten.
2: Um, you got Drew Pearson I'm trying to think of like who's not in there that would be obvious Haley's up there yeah uh, see I would say like you, you could go like like a Terrence Newman would probably have the longevity DeMarcus Ware same thing DeMarcus Ware for sure I would um, just kind of riffing here off the top of my head yeah, yeah DeMarcus Ware is probably one, one that okay. I think is obvious okay
1: okay
3: all right, Sack Martin from the current Cowboys yeah, there is probably go. one that'll no be up question. there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I hey, think Jerry will find a way to put Zeke up there before he puts Jimmy. Uh, if if I'm it not is put it past him, if it has been determined that Zeke
1: will go in there, he would put him in before Jerry. Yes, <laughs> I, I think so. I, th- I think that would be the case.
2: So, did Jerry's kids go in the Ring of Honor before?
1: <laughs> Stephen, hey, John Stephen Jones for that epic performance here in the state championship game for Highland Park against Manville, which I still, when people ask me, what's what's the greatest high school game that you've ever had a chance to call, I don't mention the Hail Mary game. It's yeah. it's in the top five, but the play of the Hail Mary is what makes that game stand out for somebody. The Highland Park-Manville 50-49 game in 2017 was as thrilling and back and forth, and then, and then Highland Park down 15 points with three and a half minutes to go and JSJ John Stephen Jones leads him in, gets a touchdown. They recover the onside kick. Come down, he gets Cade Sostad right here in the mm-hmm. corner of the end zone. It was right about right here where we're standing is where he hit Cade Sostad, Uh for for the touchdown, the go-ahead touchdown. Cade Sostad, he would go on to Virginia as a lacrosse player. Interesting. And and, uh, and then and then they had to hold on as back down the field comes. Uh, uh, comes Manville and um, the deep pass to Jalen Preston where he's tackled by a 147 pound safety at the one yard line at the one. It was kind of a Kevin Dyson, Mike Robert Jones. Jones, Mike Jones Who? kind of deal. Yeah, it was at that deal at the, and it tackled him one yard short on the final play of the game on about a 50 yard pass downfield. So that's the game that stands out to me when folks ask me, what's the greatest high school game you ever had a chance to call? This one, that one probably stands out. You
2: know, you out. know what? I'll, g- I'll give you another name that should be in the ring of honor. Yes. Your mentor, Brad Sham.
1: Yeah, if they if they make room for a broadcast, broadcast broadcaster to go up in there. Yeah. And, and, you know, Gil Brand, I mean, but that's scouting. That's a team employee and all that sort of stuff. Because to
2: me, other than the year that – our good friend David Garrett was the play-by-play voice for Super Bowl Thirty. Mm-hmm. The '90s Cowboys, to me, Brad's voice. With all, watching those old NFL films, VHS yeah. tapes, Brad's voice to me is synonymous with that dynasty.
1: Yeah, it is. And 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 Dave, by the way, would agree with you yeah. on all of that. He he felt fortunate to do it in the three-year interim. He got a Super Bowl ring out of it, and he you know called a Super Bowl and all of that sort of stuff. But he would agree with you on that and uh, and by the way I'm glad you brought up Brad it sent along best wishes to him he had uh, uh, a little uh, heart procedure thing but he texted me last night he's doing doing better
2: and so say did he text you to correct you about something you got wrong on the air at some point
1: no but but, but <laughs> if, if he had known about anything I would have gotten wrong on the air, that he would have corrected me and I would have taken that credit that uh, criticism absolutely. <laughs>
2: I just think it's—I think it's hilarious that 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 process with you and Brad just never—it never stops. The, te- no. the teaching and the learning never stops. No, it never. I love and it,
1: it, and it never should. Same thing with my original broadcast mentor, the great Bill Mercer. Yeah, I love it. Ninety-six years young and living in McKinney, uh, and uh, I occasionally will send him samples of my work and say, "Let me know. I'm not—I'm not looking for praise. I'm looking if I'm missing marks or this yeah. or that, because he was a teacher for fifty years." And I want. I want. I, I need to get feedback. Where you can only get better. Um, you know uh, that if if you're getting constant feedback from those who are in the know and have knowledge about it, and aren't just listeners, but are listening for technical elements mm-hmm. of what you're doing that means a lot to me to make sure i'm hitting the technical mark
2: yeah to address grant number two on the specs text line 337-3776 we're not sitting near where dak broke his leg where, where dak <laughs> it was broke, right over there wasn't it? dak broke his leg no i think that's where willie the wildcat was bending over doing something <laughs> right around the area where dak broke his leg so yes
1: <laughs> oh that's that's a good point i hadn't Hadn't really thought about that. That's a good. Point. I try not to think about that. Oh,
2: here's a good one. Jerry Jones will put Quincy Carter in the Ring of Honor before Jimmy Johnson. So that's some that's some food for thought, Cowboys. Who goes in the Ring of Honor before Jimmy? Quincy Carter probably not. But uh, no,
1: I'll always say I had the the pleasure of calling Quincy Carter's first ever preseason game for television, working at Cowboys telecast. Uh, I was. I'm sorry. Subbing in as the play by play on the Silver Star Network telecast.
2: Is that when Jerry said he needed to get Greg, oh Greg way down in Austin? No, that had happened before. Okay.
1: The, the, good to see you again, Greg. That, <laughs> and, and he got to see me three three years later. This was in 01, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, I got a call uh, from the Silver Star Network and asked if I could step in. At the time, our friend Dave Barnett, who had, uh, you know, did ESPN and the Rangers and does North Texas now, uh, he did the Cowboys Preseason TV packages. Mm-hmm. This was pre-Bill Jones yeah. and all that. But he had to miss because of another assignment. And they said, would you like to do it? And I said, sure. So it was me and Babe Laufenberg. It was the first time Babe and I worked together, and we laughed about it when we did a Westwood One assignment, A&M LSU on Thanksgiving That's night right, yeah. three years ago, I think yep. it was. And... Um, uh, but it was me and Babe and Mickey Spagnola and Gina Miller. And they were on the sidelines, and it was – and, and, here's the topper, it was in Oakland in that sewer of a stadium. Good Lord. Playing the Raiders with the football
2: and the baseball infield down there in August of Oakland. You know what, though? That I do miss that about the cookie-cutter stadiums. Yeah. Those, in those early season or preseason games where you still got the infield dirt. Cleveland, Miami. Cleveland. Milwaukee, Milwaukee? When, when the Packers still played games, uh, three home games a year in Milwaukee. You wouldn't see the infield dirt mostly, but you'd see the base outline in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Shea Stadium. That's before my time. Yeah, when yeah. the
1: Jets were playing there, absolutely, Shea Stadium there. Even if you go way on back, even before Giants Stadium was built, when the uh, Giants played at Yankee Stadium.
2: Oh, yeah, that's, that's going way back. Hey, by the way, Cameron. Cardinals on all carpet like that, like the at, vet. At the old Bush Stadium. How about, yes. How about Atlanta? Oh, Cam County. County, I forgot about that. Yeah, Cameron, do you uh, do you know what Craig's mentor, Bill Mercer, what he's famous for, other than sports broadcasting and teaching at UNT? I, I do not.
1: All right, first of all, he was the play-by-play voice of the Dallas Cowboys for six years, okay, including the Ice Bowl, right in nineteen sixty-seven. He did that uh and and called their first Super Bowl that was his last game as the Cowboys broadcaster because he became the first broadcaster of the Texas Rangers he and Don Drysdale and then he and Dick Risenhoover in 72 and 73 then he left he went to the White Sox and worked with Harry Carey for a couple of years and that about drove him crazy and then he got out <laughs> of it after that great and stuff. went back to teaching and all throughout that he did the play-by-play for the Mean Green of North Texas did it for 35 years that were those were certainly high water marks and stuff
2: there, but Jeff has. But how uh, the way I remember Bill Mercer, and Chad Hastings does as well. He was the voice of world class championship wrestling oh. live from the Sportatorium in Dallas, Texas.
1: And he was very, very close to the Von Ericks. Was close to the family, to Jack Atkinson, and, and that whole family. Knew them all very, very well. But he knew the great Kabuki. He did. Very kabuki-ish. He 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 knew uh, the chic, yes, yeah. and, the and, original Sheik. Yeah, yeah, and and all these other ones. He knew all those guys really well. But uh, uh, and, and Jeff knows. I think this. the Iron
2: Sheik worked in World Class. So yeah,
1: he, yeah. Now he knows. Uh, Jeff knows this one story, that there was one time when I would show up at I would show up occasionally at his office when I was a student there, just to soak up whatever I could. Plus, we've talked about, you know, upcoming game, because he put me on the network three weeks into the 82 season. Was uh, he, he put me on there after listening to a couple of high school tapes I'd done. And he was visiting with a young lady, and she was going to be an uh, intern down at the Sportatorium on the wrestling thing. And I was a little disappointed that he didn't ask me. And so I was like, how come, you know, how come he didn't? He said, I want you as far away from that place as
2: possible.
1: <laughs> he said, You don't need to be anywhere. Craig needed near to go
2: there. do an inter he need to go hold the mic for Ric Flair doing a promo.
1: And I'm getting pretty tired of you too, Mercer. He would say <laughs> stuff like that too. And Bill's about five foot four. So he would you know, these guys would tower over him and they'd be
2: getting in his face and stuff. Michael you can't P- say that, you're on television. Michael P. S. A. is giving giving Bill Mercer the business. Yeah so yeah, it's good stuff so
1: yeah that's that you know so that's where a, a lot of the framework of my broadcast career began uh, with that and then Brad Cham uh, was my boss for seven years in this town Chuck Cooperstein who is he over there we worked side by side for several years I was a groomsman in his uh, wedding he was an usher. Uh, I was an usher in his wedding he was a groomsman um, in my first marriage my first wedding back in 1986 he was so chuck and i and yeah i mean we got a lot of a lot of roots obviously here in the metroplex after moving out from north carolina but there's no place like home there's and
2: no texter like we're talking about bill mercer not roy d mercer <laughs> yeah, that's exactly you ever right. hear the bid where he had all the granny smith apples yes and- had I to go have. number two real bad yes. Called the supermarket. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> I have heard that. Uh, all right, we need a break. Uh, we'll continue with Big 12 Football Media Days from here in Arlington on the Horn, 104.9. 101.9 a.m. 1260. We're live, local and digital on the Horn app at hornffm.com. One, two, one, two,
0: Craig Way and Jeff Howe light the tower. We continue from Big 12 Football
1: Media Days here in Arlington. Craig Way, Jeff Howe with you. A good friend, uh, Mark Rogers from the Animal, the Sports Animal in Oklahoma City, gave me a copy of his uh, Austin Chadwick and Mark Rogers 2023 Oklahoma Pigskin Preview. It's basically, well, that's cool. basically their version of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. It's their version of Dave Campbell's Texas. We have Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine right here, as we know. And, and when you got back from vacation, you were able to grab a copy, right?
2: Yes. Did so you I get your one. copy in the mail, too? No, I didn't do the uh, the insider bit Oh, okay.
1: Year. All right. Because yeah. mine was waiting for me when I got home, but, of course, I'd already.
2: One of those deals, I changed debit cards and didn't put the new number in. There.
1: I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, I, when I got home from vacation, there was my mail-in copy was there. And, of course, I'd cracked open a box and grabbed one. So I got the home copy and the traveling copy. And right now it's time to give away a copy on the show. Be caller number six. Right now, number six. At 512-447-3776. Happy Jack Farrell is our producer. And and he will will inform you if you are indeed the lucky caller. uh, So you'll be caller number six to win a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine because we continue to give these magazines away during uh, this month of July. So we're doing that. There's the Houston Cougar mascot there. They don't call that one Shasta like the real live one, do they?
2: I don't think so. I don't it's kind of like Hookem and Bevo are two different entities. I,
1: I guess I should um, brush up on that because the Longhorns will be in Houston, what is it, October 21st? Yep. So, uh, yeah, it says Shasta on the back. Okay. So, yeah. So he is Shasta. And then, of course, there's the real Shasta. like, I, I'm glad there's a differentiation between Hookem and Bevo. Because there's only one Bevo, right?
2: Well, I think because Bevo, you can still, as we've talked about, you know, Bevo can be dangerous in theory. Yeah, but you can still, you know, appear with them in a yeah. the public
1: place as opposed to a shasta. You can only yeah. get by the cage, kind of like not, Mike the Tiger. We're not
2: doing Ricky Bobby. We're not, yeah. you know, riding in a car with a Karen Cougar. Karen the Cougar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so I've I wondered yeah. about that.
2: Hey, Derek, and, where are we
1: and, at? Okay, all right. So we may have an opportunity to visit with Jalen Ford coming up. They're doing a SiriusXM, uh media obligation. Tell, right
2: now. Ari, tell Ari to hurry up. Ain't nobody <laughs> listening to them anyway.
1: Um, so so anyway, there's there's that going on, and we may visit with Jalen here in a few I minutes. Kid, I kid, I just. There. Yes. Um, and then uh, just just getting a, a a look around. I'm like, oh, there's Scott uh, Scott Satterwhite. Oh, oh, there's Gus Malzahn. You know, just looking and seeing guys that I hadn't seen. On a regular basis.
2: Yeah, and you know what? Again, Cincinnati and UCF, Craig, they're, they're two programs that as a Texas fan, you they're, they're going to be out of sight out of mind because they're not on the schedule this year. So unless you play them in a conference championship game, it doesn't really matter a whole lot.
1: And from what I understand, Cincinnati will not be on the baseball schedule. Okay. UCF is on the schedule okay. from what I understand, although nothing is official and they're still trying to – put things together on all of that Are we
2: still under the impression that the big 12 men's basketball schedule is still under lock and key?
1: always always it's it's one of those great mysteries of life you know you got the Bermuda Triangle you know, you got that, and you got the, the, the alien crop circle thing. Is it like the you got that. Is like know? the
2: tuxedo, the tuxedo guy at the Oscars who has to guard the envelope. Yeah, yeah that. Some kind and of deal. Then
1: you have the Big 12 men's and women's basketball schedules. Yeah. Because other than a few non-conference games that have already been selected for television, the rest of it not only uh, is kept under lock and key, Jeff. A lot of it isn't even finished yet. Because yeah. they're still working on the TV partner package part of it. So there's a lot of that. And uh, and that's why, that's why we only know right now for basketball that uh, Texas is going to be in Milwaukee mm-hmm. uh, to play Marquette in the uh, Big 12 Big East battle. We know that in early December they're going to be at Madison Square Garden in New York uh, to play there uh, in the uh, – I guess it's in the Empire Classic, isn't it? Or is that one the Jimmy?
2: No, did? no, no. That's the, the uh, Texas is in the 2K. Empire 2K. Classic. Empire Classic. I used said to be, Empire. It used to be the 2K Classic. Yeah, yeah
1: that's, that's why I said Empire. I just want to make sure. It's actual
2: read. tournament at MSG. Yes. So they'll get two games at the Garden.
1: Yeah, so um, so we, we know a couple of those things. But by and large, we don't, we don't know. It. We know the women have UConn at home. We know the women will be in the Bahamas. Uh, Battle to play. for Atlantis. Yeah. And... Um, Roger Wallace gets uh, gets that assignment again. Yeah, you got it. Or no, 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 no. The women are in. I'm sorry, they were in Bahamas last year. They're in the Virgin Islands this year.
2: But Roger still gets that assignment. He gets
1: that assignment. That's a football weekend. That's it's in fact that's Thanksgiving week. In fact, they would be, I think they're playing on Thanksgiving.
2: Feast week, a very underrated sports week on the calendar. I
1: know it means an awful lot to you. Yes, feast week is a very important thing for you on uh, on all of that. So. Um, that's, that's kind of uh, kind of the term of what's, uh, what's watching, coming up. Watching a
2: nice so. Maui invitational, you know, seventh-place game while in and out going in and out of a turkey coma. Yeah, that's exactly right. Nothing that's spells good. holiday tradition like it.
1: Uh, uh, hey, Jack, can we have the uh, uh, sounder for the Flex 30 update? Because we need to get in a Flex 30 update as well here. So time now for the Flex 30
0: update flex atx for the best high school sports coverage listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com flex 30 is brought to you by brain vault brain vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion visit brainvault.com and join the movement uh,
1: okay when last we left you which was whatever it was 18 days ago i guess uh when when I did Flex 38 before I left town. That, that that week, we did some early because we were giving away the uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and we were letting you know what those district previews in the area's 3, 6A districts and a couple of the 5A districts, what those districts looked like. Uh, we had not gotten a chance to get to the area's 4A districts. So it was important to do that, to mention that. Uh, 13, 4A D1 according, uh, again, to Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, Uh, has greater Austin, Central Texas schools in it, like Lampasas and Burnett and Taylor and Marble Falls. They're in it. Uh, But if I set the name to you, Jeff, Davenport, does that hold any... uh, Hold any familiarity for you? Uh, uh,
2: San Antonio Stevens product Marcus Davenport of the Saints?
1: Uh, no, no. But you're in the same, you're in the uh, correct is area. That a, is that
2: a Comal ISD? Uh, it is,
1: it is on that north side of San Antonio, and it's uh, uh, you know uh, down that way. And they are the preseason choice to win that district with JD Zimmerhansel and the Wolves uh, returning. Uh, eight offensive and seven defensive starters, so uh, that they were uh, they're they're going to be uh, the favorite. Of course, they went ten and two and got to the area playoff plow- round. Lampasas picked second in that. Uh, Burnetts picked four. Taylor fifth, and Marble Falls is sixth. That is in thirteen four A D one is what that is, is in uh, is what that is thirteen four A D one, and in the Division two. Area, because I know how many uh, uh, area fans we have of that. For example, in 12-4 AD2, uh, Smithville is picked third. Uh, Cyril Adkins did a heck of a job there. They got to the second round of the playoffs last year. Um, Giddings has picked fifth, and Caldwell is picked sixth. Uh, LaGrange is picked second. Cuero is picked to win that district. And then in 13-4 AD2, your Wimberley Texans, yes, are your preseason choice there over... Geronimo Navarro, Lago Vista is third. Uh, Austin Achieve, uh, the, the Achieve uh, Polar Bears are picked sixth. Uh, New Tech, which uh, went four and six last year, is fifth. Number four, Jeff Howe, the Gerald Cougars. Did that put them in the playoffs or no? Yep. And remember last year, they went to the Sweet 16. All
2: right. I'll pull you for don't. whoever's in that fifth and sixth spot, though. Coach
1: Murray's Ball Club uh returning uh five offensive three defensive starters including uh Nico Rodriguez his quarterback and uh Mason Dotson got to watch so Dotson had district newcomer of the year honors last year uh, Rodriguez moves to offense he was all district in the secondary last year so there you go so there it is uh the couple of the 4A districts with our flex 30 update all right um That'll take care of our Flex Thirty update. And uh, do we need to do a different Longhorn Notebook other than what we're doing football? Yeah, you have yeah. A basketball?
2: well, uh, no, not hoops. We need to do a little baseball though. I completely
1: understand that. So let's uh, let's uh, rock in with our
2: uh, Longhorn Notebook,
0: Jeff. How's Longhorn Notebook?
2: So just some post draft follow up. Um, Eric Kennedy Craig signed a free agent deal with the uh, with the Kansas City Royals um other than, in addition to the six guys that were drafted i think we kind of cam and i kind of talked about it day one some of those guys that were going to go early like a, a dylan campbell a Lucas score and we we're expecting those guys to sign travis secora same deal uh you know the interest travis stelly zane morehouse zane's already graduated so you figure he would sign uh stelly's one craig you, you might have more info on that one but i figure like zane will probably sign for whatever his signing bonus is as a 14th round pick tanner taken taking it in the 18th round now it's in all likelihood he's coming back, but that's one where the Orioles, depending on what their bonus pool looks like, right. if that they, whatever they've got left yep. over, they might just throw the Hail Mary and see if it lands. Yep. So you can never say never, but it's more likely than not Tanner Wick comes back. I do wonder with LBJ not getting drafted, uh, with as much leverage as he had, I would imagine and I don't know that I don't know anybody's number. I would imagine that number, that asking price had to be pretty high for him just to not be drafted.
1: I had a couple of different people hint to me that the number was north of $2 million.
2: For LBJ? Yeah. I heard the same in regard to Tanner Witt. Yeah. And, and then, I, I don't know if that's true or not.
1: Yeah. That's... And so a big part of that for the for some folks who are saying, what, you know, what's the deal? Blah, blah, blah. Why didn't he get drafted? Uh, there's that whole signability thing. And mm-hmm. like you said, the family knew also it had the leverage of him being a redshirt sophomore. So he can come back, have a great year, and have uh, and ask for a number at least of that if he has a great year next year. And, and, yeah, Tanner's in the same boat too. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, both being redshirt sophomores, and uh, and then and then can come back in their regular leverage situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, even though his projection uh, was thought to be pretty high, you know whatever it could be, yeah. um, I'm not surprised that it happened the way that it happened.
2: Uh, so, Craig, and I think it's worth mentioning about Gordon and Campbell. I know people are, well, nil. You know, you can get money. Well, I think it's worth no- noting that last year, all but two of the players taken in the first ten rounds of the draft signed. Yep. And that number's around four to six every year. And it's a very, very special circumstance where a guy's taken in the first ten rounds and he doesn't sign. So I think you can pretty much say you we've seen the last probably of Dylan Campbell and Lucas Gordon and Burn Orange. Steely's the one that's interesting. Yeah, for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where it is with him. i
2: figure Zane's already. You know, he's graduated and you know, gotten his degree. And,
1: and by the way, tomorrow, Jeff will be out tomorrow and Friday. Tomorrow, uh, on the program, Ty Harrington will join us. We'll talk a little bit about that that whole thing. Um, so, uh, continuing with our uh, Longhorn Notebook, we have got some. Uh, we have a Jolly yep. Barian sighting. So he's going to come over and join us here. The
2: Conley Cougar himself,
1: yes, absolutely. So uh, he'll uh, steps over to join us now. So we're like I said, we're doing the the whole thing, getting uh, all these Longhorn uh, guys on. So as Jade joins us now, you know, uh, I asked I asked X who the best interview was on the football team, and he said Jay Witt. I know from our post-game locker room interviews on our Longhorn football broadcast that the former (laughs) Conley Cougar was probably at the top of the list or darn near close to it.
3: I just try my best. Uh, I'm I'm here just to uh, get the opportunity with you all. You know, it's always fun and excitement with you guys. But, no, it's just a blessing just to be here, though. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that. How exciting is it for you to be a a part of this thing? Uh, It's amazing just um – just Coach Stark trusting me and just bringing me along over here uh, today and just just being out here with this atmosphere and this energy over here. All right, so this is what I wanted to ask you today, so I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. I thought you were probably a second-team
2: all-conference guy last uh-huh. year. You know, People had you on the honorable mention. I figured you'd be preseason all-conference this year. Mm-hmm. You weren't. Do, do you feel like maybe the most underrated, underappreciated, slept-on DB in this league, considering what your body of work was
3: last year? Uh, well, well, like you said, you you have an opinion on it. Um, everybody has in their opinion about me. Um, I've always I've always been um, the guy underrated hmm. to, in, in a standpoint. So I always had a chip on my shoulder. But that at the end of the day, I'm I'm a stand on business and, and come September, I'm I'm show the world and I'll show everybody. You so know?
1: you're you're not particularly
3: bothered by it. Uh, I'm never bothered. Uh, come September, I'll I'll show the world. Yeah,
1: yeah. What part of your game do you feel has come the farthest since you? Have been uh, on campus at UT in your time at Texas, and what part do you still feel that you could be even better at?
3: I would say the best of my game is off the field. It's the film room. Were, put, were you not a big
1: student of it before?
3: Well, like in a, in a, coming into yeah. college, it's that's when I like first got dialed in. But I'm growing, and, and I know how to teach myself film. So, so it'll be the film room. And second part, um, I'm trying to. I want to get better with my crafting, just on my footwork for man. Yeah.
2: You you played a lot of special teams and had you were productive on special teams as a freshman, and there are going to be a lot of young guys. Look, there's a lot of lot of good athletes and, and they're on, they're young on this roster. A lot of speed that's young on this roster. Uh-huh. What would you tell a young guy? that might start on special teams because you're a perfect example of hey you might be on special teams as a freshman but that's kind of your ticket to
3: getting on the field on defense well yeah so every everybody has a role um everybody has a role on the team i have a role on the team um at the end of the day you gotta you gotta lock in on that role mm. and and maintain that role and and once that role that role can also put you on the field yeah just like uh, for instance keaton crawford Keaton Crawford's one of the best we have on special teams, but it's about to put him on the field. Right. So so it builds value for yourself, and it builds value for yourself just for the league. Right.
1: You did it again. You knocked it out of the park as an interview. Appreciate you dropping by. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. That's Jaday Barron. Now, before we get to the break, we got the one other miss- – Oh, look at him. He's already I'm he's already already here. Been, uh, the, he, he knows the drill as well. Uh, the preseason Big 12 football player, defensive player of the year, who should have been the 2022 – Big 12 football, defensive player. I'm not saying it just because Jalen Ford's here. I'm saying it. I said it on the air, and I called it an outrage
4: last year, but you kind of took it all in
1: stride.
3: Yeah.
4: Did, uh, I mean, did it, did it bother you any? No, not really. Um, you know, I I mean, I'm uh, grateful to, for the position I'm in. Um, I actually texted um, Felix, and I told him, you know, congratulations on it. You know, uh, I was proud of him. Um, you know, I'm not really got to, you know, dwell or kind of have any uh, negative feelings towards it. Um, I honestly think it was just motivation to, you know, come back and actually go achieve that this year and achieve a lot more, actually, you know, so. Hey, Jalen, real quick, we were just
2: talking to, to Jade and, you know, I feel like he, between the postseason awards last year, the preseason awards this year, you look at his body work, his production, I don't think yeah. the, the recognition matches up with what he's done. How how underrated is he, and, and how a guy that plays next to him, how good is
4: he? Um, Jada is really good. Um, you know, he makes plays and being next to him, you know, it's more obvious. And then me and him, we have to really, we have to be on a, you know, on a whole nother page in order to really, um, kind of, you know, make plays mm-hmm. and do what we're supposed to as our roles. And so, uh, you know, I talk to him all the time about it and he knows, he knows he's underrated, but he uses it as motivation. And right. so I credit him for that. He doesn't really let it get to him. Um, he knows what he has to do to go out there and I'm really excited to see what he has in the store for everybody this year. So, how do you get better as a player?
1: I mean, you had a landmark season right. last year. How do you How do you, get, how, do you how do you get better? Uh,
4: my biggest thing is working on the weaknesses. You know, um, everyone has weaknesses, and every, everyone has something you can improve on. You know, for me, um, there's there's some things that I feel like I can improve on, or just even the things that I'm good at. You make make them even better. So, um, you know, and that's what I have uh, honestly that's what I've owned into this off season. Um, hopefully, you know, it pays off once the season comes around. And then my, my also my biggest thing is just, you know, stepping up and trying to be a leader for our team, uh, showing guys the way. Um, you know, a lot of guys saw what I did last year, and they understand that I'm just like them. I was in a position that they're in, you know, a couple of years ago. And so if they can, you know, if they respect me enough and, you know, understand that I put in the work and it kind of showed, then I can kind of lead them the same way, and, you know, they'll follow my um, footsteps.
1: Great to see you again. I look forward to uh, seeing you on the field again as well. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, of
4: course. Thank you all.
1: Jalen Ford, defensive player of the Year, preseason Big 12 Conference defensive player of the year. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Life the Tower on
0: the Horn. Q2 of the All Flex team is here. Let us know who you think the best players are in Austin area high school football for 2023 by going to flxatx.com or tagging FlexATx on social media. Remember, all positions, including punter, kicker, return specialist, and long snappers. The All Flex watch list will be revealed the week of July 24th. So let us know who needs to be on it. The 2023 All Flex
2: team on the hall. Board. You know, all the guys we talked to today, whether that's John A. Barrett, Jalen Ford, Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, if you're watching college football this fall, you can watch those guys a lot, but make sure you're watching it in the best way possible. Make sure your home entertainment setup is exactly the way you want it, and you can get a top-notch setup if you get in touch with audio visual consultations. 512-255-8678 is the number you need to call. 255-8678. Get in touch with Tom McKay right now. What I love the most about about what AV Consultations does is not only will they put together a project that makes sense for your budget, it's going to make sense for the amount of space you have in your house when they're finished with it, when they give you that nice professional looking setup. I didn't I, I didn't trust Tom McKay fully until I saw the finished product. Now, I look at my 75 inch LG TV, I've got that Sonos sound system in there, I'm so very happy with what I've got. So you can get that same setup like I've got, maybe you don't have that much space, no problem, maybe you, you need a gaming setup in a smaller room or just something in the man cave, they can do that for you, or if you want the full tilt home theater experience for football season, you want to to a 150-inch screen. I know AV Consultations would love to make that dream become a reality. But don't delay. Call them right now so you can get it in time for football season. 512 255 That's 255-8678. Call right now and let Tom McKay at Audio Visual Consultations help you realize the home entertainment setup of your dreams.
1: They've done it again, folks. Dr. Kyle Rhodes and Lake Travis Eye and Laser Center are the first in Central Texas to offer the latest FDA-approved multifocal lens. It's called Clearview 3. This new lens offers superior distance and near vision as well as improved contrast in low light. For the latest in vision technology, go see Dr. Kyle Rhodes and Dr. Tommy Dang at Lake Travis Eye and Laser Center or online at LakeTravisEyeandLaserCenter.com. Tell them Ken sent you. Hi, I'm Josh.
0: I'm Stephanie.
1: And I'm Greg. We're back to remind you to call A-Plus Air Conditioning for same-day AC repairs or affordable prices on new Linux systems.
3: When you call A-Plus for a new system, you get my dad, Greg, or my brother,
1: Josh. And we're the same Austin family that started A-Plus almost 50 years ago. Call A-Plus Air Conditioning and Home Solutions for fast AC repairs or a free estimate on a Linux system. That's 512-450-1980.
2: License B
3: 5235C.
1: Craig Waite, for Divided Sky Roofing and Solar, we're about to get into our hottest season. We all know that's when higher power bills start arriving. Be prepared and save money this summer with a new Timberline Solar Shingle Roof. Or maybe you already have a solar system, but no backup battery. Well, then you're wasting money. With a backup battery, you're able to use all of the power you make instead of giving it back to the power company. Trust your roofing and solar needs to the experts at Divided Sky Roofing and Solar. DividedSkyAustin.com, 512-995-Roof, TEC license number 37397.
4: Hey, what's up, folks? This is your Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. By now, everyone knows that my favorite new tequila is Hot Cat Tequila. Hot Cat Tequila is my go-to tequila. The cat stands for cinnamon, agave, and tequila, and the recipe, just as simple, just as delicious, and just as brilliant. Cinnamon, agave, nectar, and tequila, that's why it's so light and so smooth. Hot Cat Tequila is a tequila lover's dream, and if you're not a fan of tequila, Hot Cat Tequila will make you a fan of tequila. Hot Cat Tequila will turn any event into a party, and every party feels like a celebration. Toast and turn up with Hot cat tequila.
1: Don't miss the sizzling summer sale going on now at Crestview RV. Every new RV marked down for summer fun. Crestview RV in Buda, I-35 South, exit 220
0: next to Cabela's. And in Georgetown, I-35 North, exit 268. Online anytime at CrestviewRV.com. It's time to feel good again, but for our neighbors facing hunger, that's a tall order. The Central Texas Food Bank is still facing high demand at this time when increases in child care costs and energy bills stretch budgets and put kids and families at greater risk of hunger. Donations made this this summer will ensure that families have access to food when their need is greatest. So do your part to help hungry families feel good again this summer. Make your donation today at centraltexasfoodbank.org. That's centraltexasfoodbank.org.
1: And we went through an entire show without mentioning that there was a Major League Baseball also.
2: I a little bit of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And... Um, and uh, how about the Astros getting uh, booed in the American League Park? There, you know. someday
2: people will get over it.
1: <laughs> It'll be interesting to to see. Speaking of interesting, wrapping up the baseball uh, uh, the baseball draft. Did you see who the Dodgers drafted in the twentieth round? No. DJ Uyungo. Oh yeah yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> I saw that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks to Cameron Parker. And uh, Derek Cohen did a fabulous job of uh, helping uh, round everybody up for us. Uh, we uh, they ran the uh, complete car wash. Visited with all five Longhorn football players here and, of course, with Coach Sark. All of those interviews will be on our podcast page at hornfm.com. But stay tuned because Chad and Zay are coming up, and Lord knows they got lots of neat stuff planned here on day one of Big 12 Media Days. We'll be back in the studio tomorrow uh, for our man on site, our producer. Here, Cameron Parker, for Happy Jack Farrell, our producer in the studio, and for my co-host Jeff Howell. I'm Craig Way. Thanks for joining us. We'll visit with you next time on Light the Tower.